Hi. Did you realize there is a problem in this country with hearing, especially since the pandemic? I'm talking to Troy from Hidden Hearing, and it's a really interesting story about hearing. Have you got a problem? Do you think you've got a problem? Has the problems been caused because of your lifestyle? Have a listen to Troy from Hidden Hearing. Hi, Pete. Thank you very much for joining us. First of all, I've got to ask, how big a problem is it? Uh, it's, it's a huge problem. Even now, um, you know, years on with further regulations and support for those working in a, what traditionally was a big impact on, on hearing loss and noisy environments. I think we actually find that within the UK, um, one in five people, you know, they do experience a hearing loss of some sort. One in five? Yes. Wow. And um, it's not even the case that although they may have a loss there, uh, it's only about 40% of people that have actually got that loss who have got something to help them day to day. Troy, is it an age thing or are young people having problems with hearing? Uh, hearing loss in itself, uh, Pete, it's, it's indiscriminate of age and it's, as it is, especially now. Um, you know, there's such a spread of things that can influence hearing loss, whether that is due to the, you know, the natural aging process, um, certain health conditions, but also just the lifestyle and the environment that we find ourselves exposed to. Now, it's interesting you say that. Young people these days, I mean, I've been in the music industry uh, through show business for 50 years and we had loudspeakers, but now it's a different level, isn't it? And a lot of young people are exposed to huge, huge noises. It really is. Um, And the issue that we actually find now is you know, though someone may go to, a, you know, a concert, a, a club on a night out, um, we might find, you know, following that event where we're struggling to, you know, we, you know, we miss the odd words, things seem a little bit dull. And, you know, the next day we wake up, it seems to be back to normal and we, we shrug that off. It's only um, years, not decades later, that quite a significant impact of those, you know, repeated experiences um takes its toll. Now, many people will be listening now to this interview and be interested in the the whole situation of hearing because a lot of us sit there and go, pardon, I, I didn't hear what you said then. But with television and sound and radio, it's a different world, isn't it? Because... Uh, we've seen in national newspapers some dramas that have been on television where they mumble and people have complained and it's made the, made the newspapers. Is television a problem for people with hearing? It is definitely a difficulty for people with um, your hearing loss, but it's something that, you know, there's, uh, I think we, we need to just garner more understanding and awareness of this experience because a lot of people are finding the need to use things like subtitles, um, you know, extra surround sound speaker uh, equipment just to help them kind of keep up with what's going on. Now, where do people stand who work in call centres and, for instance, myself and my producer, uh, Jonathan Dean, who's been in radio a long, long time, we're wearing headphones now. Uh, people in call centres have the earpieces in all the time. Where, does that, where do they stand? 
I think anybody, when you're, you know, you're using things like headphones, um, earphones, especially those, you know, in relation to your work as well, you've got to ask yourself, if I'm needing to, you know, raise my voice, if I'm having to speak loud or have someone else do so in order to have that conversation, it's a bit of a reflection on what you're already exposing yourself to. So it's important that, first of all, um, you know, you, you do have the break, you move yourself away from the noise, letting yourself have time to rest and, and not expose yourself to those environments. So, you know, too many intense periods, but because we're really relying upon our hearing at that point, uh, as opposed to say, you know, directly seeing somebody, um, we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're you know, 99%, 100% confident that we're hearing what the other person is saying. Now, what I find interesting is uh, when I was a little boy and you weren't born, there was a man called Johnny Ray, and Johnny Ray was a big singer in America, big singer in America, but he had a hearing aid, but he had, it was like a, a, a car battery attached to his body with this earphone in, and he yep. used to he used to wear it and make no bones about, you know, and use it as part of his gimmick. Hearing aids have gone to a new level, haven't they? They're really hard, uh and very much so wearing uh, the the hearing aid, the, the older technology with their battery attached there. You can't really guess about, you know, I say discretion with that. And it's one of the things that, you know, I do myself via hidden hearing is letting people, you know, have the access to uh, different levels of supportive hearing technology that may for some be discreet, uh, has a lot more, you know, functionality there. It's a lot easier as well to carry around than a than a battery on a pack now. Um, but in order to, well, first of all, in order to actually, you know, find that out, what we really need is for people to, you know, understand that a hearing loss it, it is something that is normal and it's very common. And Nowadays, because of technology, because there's a lot of wireless headphones, people are very used to seeing things, you know, in and around the ears anyway. It's just about taking ownership, you know, of that. Now, it's interesting you say that, very interesting you say that, because when I'm a different uh, of a different age to you, when people started wearing glasses, people were a bit, whoa, glasses. Now, I find I've spoken about having this interview with you to a few people, and people went, hearing aids? Is there still a stigma with them? Unfortunately, um, you know, a stigma does still exist around hearing aids. And as you say, you know, uh, particularly with uh, certain generations, what was once seen as, um, it, it does have that negative connotation around it, unfortunately. However, you know, like I say, because of this exposure, because now we're used to seeing more and more people uh, with things in their ears, I think there is less reluctance and I've noticed myself, um, you know, for those who come and see me and have an assessment with me at Hidden Hearing that it's becoming less of the issue. I think the value that I find is you, you can't put a price on your hearing. For those of 
for those people who want to actually improve their, you know, their day-to-day lifestyle, uh, work life, their social life, it doesn't matter, yeah. you know, what's in there. But for those who do, um, there, there is something, you know, for everybody that Interesting. will help them. If you've just joined us, I'm talking to Troy from Hidden Hearing. Uh, He's an audiologist, um, and it's a fascinating subject, but it's also a scary subject because so many people seem to have these problems. Now, when I asked you to come on the show and I was talking to you on the phone, I was shocked because a lot of people, when the pandemic were on, realised they had a hearing problem because people were wearing masks. And people didn't understand how much they lip read, do they? They, they really don't, and it, it's definitely something that I've come across a lot over the past uh, couple of years. Um, not just you know uh, for those that come and see me and have the assessment, but also my own uh, experiences. I, although I'm, I'm fortunate enough, I have taken care of my hearing uh, to this point there. But we're going around. We're not in environments that you've got the ideal completely silent you know surrounding we've actually got you know other sounds going on people speaking and when it comes to communication and how the brain does process that sound and help us hear it isn't just with the ears that we do this and with the introduction of masks um, and it's become a lot more apparent for people that you know we we not only rely, you know, heavily on our ears, but once we take away something else, like being able to just see, see the shape of somebody's mouth and their expressions and so on, um, it's a real key factor. And it, it's bringing people, I think, to an earlier point in their journey, uh, whereas it could have been, you know, seven or ten years before they begin to actually recognise and do something about, you know, a problem they may be having, Um you know, bringing that down quite significantly. Yeah, I, m- I must admit, it stayed with me for a long time after you told me that because I really was, wow, you never think about, you know, I'm looking at my producer now talking to you, but I'm watching him and you see the mouth, but then when you've got the mask on, you don't realise until you point it out. And I bet a lot of people at home now are going, I never thought about that. I never thought yeah. about that. Now, yeah. tell me, Troy, your your company is a private company. How are the NHS with people with hearing problems? I think the the biggest difficulty we find we've got we we do have the accessibility, uh, you know, the NHS helping that they're able to get their have an assessment and get you know, the, um, some kind of advice and, and technology, um, you know, uh, capacity available to them to improve the lifestyle. The, the main challenge that I find uh, people do come across is it's not just, you know, going, having, say, uh, an eyesight test and getting your prescription glasses and coming away from that and then having your regular test every couple of years. There is a lot that is involved with the hearing that really, a, you know, a, a, an ongoing working relationship between, um, you know, the audiologist and the patient themselves that you don't, you, unfortunately, you just don't get that time and possibly the opportunity, um, you know, that we'd, we'd really, you know, we want everyone to have. Uh, tell me, has tinnitus got anything to do with deafness? 
uh, tinnitus is quite prevalent, um, you, you know, with, with a hearing loss. And I think there's a lot of people that it's, it's quite a diverse uh, condition itself in how it presents. You know, someone will say, well, oh, I, you know, my ears are ringing. Um, and for others, they don't realise that this, you know, maybe this buzzing noise that they've heard for years isn't normal for everyone. However, when you've actually got a hearing loss as well, it is something that becomes a lot more noticeable because we've not got the support for our brain in that we can hear the sounds around us uh, as well as we used to. The tinnitus is still there, and unfortunately, it, it you know it it can have quite a severe impact on not just um, someone's hearing health but also on their mental health and self-esteem. Tell me, uh, with hearing problems, Troy, uh, the same as glasses, do you have to go back every so often to get it checked? Yeah, it's, it's really important. And it's, it's an important thing that I like to stress whenever I do see someone and I get the opportunity to discuss their hearing loss um, and do the assessment with them. I always make sure that they know that when they have an assessment with me at Hidden Hearing that, you know, it's, it's just the beginning, really, of the journey that they're taking to not just improve the hearing, but, you know, improve quite a, you know, a huge uh, contributing factor to their day-to-day life. It's really important that, you know, at least having a regular annual test on the hearing, but with me and at the clinic um, that I actually get to practice at, I see people uh, at least every six months for a regular follow-up assessment and in order to give, you know, continuing advice. So are more and more people turning to private hearing companies rather than the NHS because of the problems in the NHS? I feel that for those people that are actually coming and seeing us, um, you know, in a private company uh, as a hearing healthcare provider that we are, uh, a few of the uh, positive feedback that I do receive is, it's the accessibility, you know, it's a lot quicker to get an appointment um, and not just an initial appointment to find out how you're hearing. You've got to hear that, but also that when it does come to not just your regular follow-up appointments, which will be booked in, but if somebody needs to come back and speak to me about, you know, maybe a concern or something they've uh, recognised, um, or maybe they just need, you know, a bit of advice on a situation with the hearing or their hearing devices. Yeah. They're able to phone, and, and what, um, you know, what I really enjoy is that the satisfaction they get in an appointment can be booked in quite quickly, and I would see them usually within the week. Troy, you're fascinating, and it's an interesting situation. Uh, how can people find out more about this? Where's a good place to look? I think there's, there's a couple of uh, places that they can look. So, um, first of all, takes you know, less than five minutes, hiddenhearing.co.uk. Uh, not only can you find out more about your hearing health and what we do, but you can also have a, you know, a brief assessment indicator on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for myself, uh, I'm, you know, I'm very happy to be located on Allison Road in Liverpool City Centre at Hidden Hearing. Um, and that's something that can be popped into Google and it will actually show hidden hearing and with a Liverpool clinic on Alton Road. Um, 
I'd be really, you know, enthusiastic and excited to see people that want to actually come discuss the hearing, find out a bit more about that and what they can do to help themselves now. Troy, you're a fascinating young man. What I think I might do, dare I admit it live on air, I think maybe I might need a hearing test. I'll leave it at that, Troy. Thank you very much for talking to me. Fantastic. Lovely to see you. you. If you enjoyed that, why not just subscribe? We've got a fabulous catalogue of interviews. 